So in yesterday's episode, we had a lot of fun talking about some of the absolutely insane things that have happened to us after hiring some of our VAs. Yes. Not not our top tier folks. We got <laughs> we have an excellent team now, but it took some trial and error it to did. get there it in did. about a decade of time. <laughs> but in today's episode, we're going to talk about once you do have your perfect person or your dream team, what can you do to manage them effectively, right? What are the ways that you can make sure that they are getting work done, that you're getting the work you want back? How do you kind of make a life that everyone's going to enjoy inside of your business? Yeah. We're going to talk about those things in today's episode, starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. All right. Management. Yuck. This is such, <laughs> such an icky sounding topic. I don't uh, like it. I know. It's those things. It's so necessary, but it's, you know, but we're going to make it fun. Are we? Yes. <laughs> Management has never been fun until now. It's all about creating that culture, right? Yes, it is. It really is about creating like a, a good culture. And that culture is going to depend on you and what your business needs. So for us, we're very relaxed, right? We do. We have a very relaxed approach. Um, and for, as long as you have a good team of people, that's manageable, right? Yeah. Um, you do end up sometimes with a person who enjoys the relaxation so much that they just stop showing up. And yes, that's that's interesting. Like. It, it usually doesn't bother me just because we have everyone on our team on an hourly basis. Yeah. Um, so if you don't show up, you don't get paid. But it can um, having that relaxed environment also creates um, the potential for having difficulties, you know, getting work done. Right. And and we sometimes run into that, but not always. It's 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 very seldom that we have moments where we're like, all right, where'd everyone go? Right. Right. And, and usually the easiest fix for us is we, we might put deadlines to certain tasks and then that can m make sure that our team members are producing at, at the rate that we need them to, or it's usually just a simple message. Cause we do keep a very relaxed tone with all of our, our people. And so like sending them a quick message you know, they usually respond quick and are like, all right, yeah, thanks for the, you know, updates. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people and obviously not all businesses are going to be this way, but some people might be like, well, that's great that you guys don't need to have work done. It's, it's not that we don't need to have work done. It's that we have such a giant runway now on what we're getting done that we don't need stuff done because all of the work that we're currently publishing is stuff that's been done for a while. And they are working on stuff that isn't due for quite a while. Right? right. And so if you are in a business where you can do that, you don't always have to just be like kind of catching your breath, like, you know, chasing the, the next holiday or the next event or whatever. Right. You know, Black Friday comes roughly the same day every year. Yeah. You got to be prepared for it. Early. Yes. Like, so you should not be doing Black Friday work the week before Black Friday. That stuff you can plan all that stuff out like way before. Same thing with Christmas. Christmas happens the same time every year. Whatever 
you you know promotions or whatever that you're Launch working dates. on exactly you know what things are coming up so don't don't always be chasing you know next week right like you set some deadlines for your team that they can realistically meet yeah and so in the short term you might need to to do some really aggressive moving to get like all your stuff done but slowly build that runway so that you don't have to have everyone present at all times you know and your business can still function yeah you know so that's kind of a, a really important thing um also with managing we we actually have a group chat set up for our team so that they can actually um, work with each other and kind of self-correct. Yeah. So that I think is a really, really good thing to have. We also, um, we, so we're not going to go into how we do task assignment because it's not terribly relevant to this, but in our system that we use for task assignment, we do have, um, little notifications. So like if they say that there's a problem on the job that they're working on, they can set it to the, the status to problem and put a little note there on what the problem is. So we create opportunities for communication throughout our team. Yeah. And that is important because if, if everyone's working inside of their own silo, then it becomes really difficult to know what's going on and for other people to be able to kind of pick up where other people are at and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we make it super easy for them to contact us, to contact a content manager, like make sure there's always some kind of, you know, mode of con communication. Yes. And so... Um, that's kind of like, we, we talked about our training, right? So if you missed that episode, make sure you check that because our training is kind of the foundation, but the way that we do our training is intended to kind of future proof everything, right? So let's say that we've got someone who's doing a job and a task comes up that isn't terribly frequent, right? Maybe, um, for example, updating an old article is something that maybe doesn't happen too often, right? They're always writing new articles. So they might come up to, all right. This job says to write uh, or update an old article. What, how do I do that? We'll go back to the training, right? And our training is set up in such a way that you can always reference whatever task it is that you're doing in the business. You can always go back and reference that training, right? Yes. And so that's another kind of, we try to do a lot of self service or like kind of peer to peer stuff so that they can help each other or help themselves before they have to be asking us. Yeah. Right. So I think that's a huge help to the way that we do our management inside of the business um, with our team is just like, all right, what make sure that you try to do it yourself. Right. Go through the training, ask each other, you know, go to your you know, so we don't often have people coming directly to us with problems It usually gets resolved either on their own or with the help of someone else. You know, yeah. through one of those channels. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I there's very few times that I'm actually like intervening for any real purpose unless it's just me being like lack of patience you know yeah. <laughs> so another thing that we do also is very frequent feedback right yes. and you are awesome at this but basically reviewing the work that's coming in and ensuring it, it meets our standards um and or or you know even if it's um sometimes there's like a misunderstanding right like they might get a task or get a job and do it really well, but they did it wrong, right? Yeah. Actually, you know, what we would do is when we do bring someone on, um, you know, to our team and we have those initial training videos, obviously there's, there's going to be areas that maybe we've missed, you know, that they might have a question on or, or something. Or, or yeah, like you said, they, they kind of do something not quite what I was expecting them to do. And so what I would usually do is that, you know, do the do a screen capture video just like in the training 
but this time I'm reviewing their work. And so literally it's a video of me talking about the things that I'm liking that they've done, the things that I was kind of expecting them to do that they didn't, and pretty much my suggestions for them to fix it. Okay. You know, and then I would I would give them the link to that video and then I would actually get a notification saying that they'd watched it. Yeah, and that's a that's a function or a feature of loom.com, yes. which is a very affordable and really cool system for creating uh, you know, screen capture videos. Um, and, and we use video a lot in pretty much everything that we do in our business. Just It's so much faster than written uh, documentation, written feedback. Oh, it's so much faster. Yeah, so we do video for our training. We do video for our feedback. It's just, it is, if you don't, I mean, do what's best for you or what you're most comfortable with. But I guarantee you, if you don't currently use video for training and video for feedback, if you started, you'll probably never go back because you used to always do written feedback oh yeah i i would i would re- definitely go to to typing out a message or an email first and now it's like i can either spend 10 to 15 minutes describing the issues at hand or i can just literally record like a two-minute video and people prefer watching videos right like i i feel like the the possibility of your assistant or your team ignoring or like kind of skimming what you wrote is significantly higher if it's written versus if you'd given them a video people just like watching video right well, like yeah and and i mean when you're giving feedback it can be a long message that you definitely want to skim oh yeah it's like here's this giant wall of text or here's a three minute video with like really helpful visual aids right yeah it's a pretty simple like, i picked the video exactly so um Another thing that like, so kind of going back to um, our very informal um, arrangements with our team, right? Our management style. Yes. Um, We also let our team have a lot of creative control in the work that they do, right? Mm -hmm. So like um, we, we hire talented people and this was something that always drove me crazy about Big Bank. And I understand when you've got like 200,000 people that work for you, you probably don't have the you know luxury of you can't uh, shine a light on every superstar in your business yeah so they they try to standardize things but unfortunately like big corporations tend to stamp out really talented creative people like they and i will say that for, i'll give the bank a little bit of credit they did try to like surface that stuff and and whatnot but there, there's limit there are limitations and we don't have those limitations in small businesses right we don't have to make you know stamp out people's creativity and be like no you do it this way yeah so it's really cool hiring just talented people and just letting them be the talented people they are and so many times we've been super surprised by like someone bringing something to our attention or you know like oh no i can do better right and like just creating really really great things for us and it didn't require them following our playbook right we give the foundation we give the training we show the tools and things like that you know, we might give a little bit of guidance on what we hope something looks like or how, you know, the content of the article or whatever. But beyond that, we really do just trust our team to produce good stuff for us. Yeah. And time after time, we're pleasantly surprised. Yes. And we've actually we've gotten feedback numerous times from our virtual assistant. Like, sadly, it's it's basically boils down like, thanks for not being mean to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> which yeah. is sad and like kind of surprising. I, I have gotten at least. Two of our our people tell me that I'm the nicest manager that they've ever had. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And I mean, that's that's awesome. I that, I feel good, you know, hearing that. But I'm also like, how how are you being treated? <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. Now, there is one thing I do want to bring up in regards to letting contractors do things the way they want to. And I'm not an accountant. I'm not an attorney or anything like that. So I'm not going to try to pretend that I know the ins and outs of this. But I do want to put it on people's radar. When you are bringing on a contractor, depending on the state that you live in or the country that you live in and so forth, they have um, specific requirements, right? They can have like so in the United States, um, the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service actually defines um, an employee and a contractor very, very specifically. And so um, I don't know all of the criteria off the top of my head, but I do remember one of those pieces of criteria of determining is the person an employee or is the person a contractor Um, Two, actually two of the pieces of criteria are, do they have a schedule that they have to follow and do they have to do things a specific way as you define them? Right. Uh And so those two things alone might be enough to classify your contractor as an employee. Which that that's a whole like extra tax and headache and Yes. Now, Upwork does a really good job of um, isolating a lot of that stuff for you so that, you know, they take care of all the 1099s and those things like the things that we don't want to deal with right now. But it is possible for your contractor to fall into an employee category. And that's a big deal for small businesses, because when you've got an employee, you have certain requirements that you have to meet, like, you know, tax withholding and that's possibly benefits like, you know, health insurance. Like those are things that you don't have when you're working with contractors. So depending on how strict you're trying to be with your contractor and where they are located, um, you could run into a problem of uh, your contractors actually an employee. So that's a situation you want to avoid. So make sure you figure that stuff out, like find out what your state and, um, and your country's rules are about employees versus contractors and stuff like that. Um, because the way that you're managing a contractor could actually make them be an employee. That's right. Yeah. So something very, very important to kind of take away from that. For the most part, if you let them do things like, like what we're explaining, right? Kind of let them work on their schedule, make sure that, you know, they, they have their own creative freedom. They can do things like we specify the tool that they, they use, right? Because that's the system that we're working inside of. But Beyond that, we let them pretty much do things the way they want and trust them to do a good job. And that's how, you know, we're able to classify them as contractors. And so make sure that you uh, kind of stay stay within the lines. Right. If you have any questions, make sure you talk to an attorney or a CPA or whatever to um, to make sure that, you know, you're not kind of running afoul of the rules of where you live. Right. <laughs> So anyways, uh, that's pretty much all I have about management. We try to keep it very loose and relaxed. And so far, we've had really good feedback. And I'm honestly impressed and happy with the quality and output of the work that we get. Yeah. Now, there are times that we are not so happy. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> that has happened. That has happened. And I, I was teasing yesterday about how how good you are at firing. Yes. And so in tomorrow's episode... I think we should probably talk about the least fun aspect of managing or dealing with uh, virtual assistants, contractors. You know, I mean, honestly, I'll drop tips that would work if you had employees as well. So we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Bye. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.